If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. The first one starts like this. Two years ago, I was fired from my job due to supposed budget cuts, which left me financially on the verge of homelessness until the threat of a class action lawsuit encouraged them into giving us leavers a decent retirement package. Essentially, it was hush money. I went through more ups and lows than an American roller coaster that week, and by the end of it, the only thing I wanted was an escape. Along with my paycheck, pension and profits from selling my city apartment, I invested everything I had into a larger house about 20 miles out from civilization in any direction. That is, unless you counted small town taverns or gas stations, the first year was difficult if not a bit lonely. But after a while I settled peacefully into my isolation and became quite happy with my own company, often taking hikes around the local area when I was not doing renovations. Then my peace was shattered like glass when Steph arrived on my doorstep. I was just on the return journey from my morning hike when I saw a dust cloud moving closer through the forest. After rounding a corner, a black Range Rover came into view before quickly disappearing again down the dirt road towards my property. I thought it was very odd being remote as I was very rarely seeing strangers apart from the occasional tourist or hiker. Getting closer to my house, I saw the car again. Two men stood by the open car as they looked over a map. Sensing their confusion, I approached them and offered directions, which was met with laughter. Both men were sharply dressed despite the heat. They were neither tourists nor hikers. The more dominant figure introduced them as Steph while they folded away the paper, saying that he was actually here for work. When I explained that I lived nearby, they seemed to get a little friendlier. The other man asked something about a neighbor to Steph, which he nodded agreeably to. Steph explained that he was the director of an entertainment company who had just bought land near to me, making us neighbors. When I asked what he planned to do with the land, he gave a quiet chuckle while tapping his nose. I guess I would find out. Over the next few months, I found out exactly what he was planning. 
The visit started small as more strangers arrived to walk, talk and make notes on their clipboards. Then one morning they drastically escalated when I was woken by what felt like an earthquake until I heard the noise from the outside. Builders and trucks swarmed the land like locusts on occasion, also using my land as an overflow parking lot or driving through it for access. I tried to be as understanding and chill as I could, I was not a confrontational person at heart and I wanted to assume the best of my new neighbor. Though it gave me chills each day when I saw whatever structure they were building get bigger and more obscene. After some time, the metal monstrosity was completed, ruining the picture-perfect landscape of my home forever. I voiced some minor complaints over it to Steph in a less than critical tone when I saw him touring his new complex. He laughed it off casually and invited me to take a look around as well. As if my peaceful isolation could not get any worse, he told me he was gonna host this grand unveiling party for the project at the end of the week, which happened to be my birthday. He invited me to the party as well and thinking back on the chaos of the construction, I reluctantly agreed. Not that I wanted to attend, but if I had to listen to the noise either way, it might be better for me to at least know why this is here. While I had expected the affair to be a small gathering, the place was overrun with guests arriving for the party. My property again somehow being deferred as the de facto overflow parking lot, much to my annoyance. If that was not all, it looked like most of the cars were also some kind of vintage supercar or modified death trap designed to spew nitro and exhaust fumes at dangerous levels while they left deep skid marks across the grass. I did not mingle well, having nothing in common with the others, so I kept to myself. When the final speech was made, it still came off quite a shock for me, with numerous cheers from the crowd as Steph announced the opening of his brand new vintage racing stadium. He also had the graces to encourage the guests to party hard into the night, although he never mentioned that to me before. When I managed to catch him sometime later after he had already had a few beers, I confronted him about his stadium with concerns over the noise, traffic and disturbance. Seeing as now I lived less than a mile from this noise machine, Steph dismissed my concerns whether he cared or thought I was joking. He told me he could do as he liked on his land and looked forward to many years of happiness here. I stormed home after our conversation and headed to bed, though I failed frustratingly while the party next door was still going on. It was 2am when it finally started to die down, at which point I was all kinds of angry and depressed at my new situation. I considered whether or not I had a case to sue Steph, but never dreamt that I would actually be able to win over his company lawyers. I doubted I would even be able to sell the house for a fraction of the original price, I was resigned to my fate. The next morning I awoke to find my property, as well as the fields around the stadium, in a complete mess. Plastic cups, broken bottles and discarded cigarettes littered the mud like sprinkles on a cake. The once nourished green lands now ripped up and opened into muddy streaks from their rallies and joyrides. When I returned to the window after grabbing a stronger coffee, I saw Steph surveying the area with what looked like another contractor or surveyor type. Only this time their attention seemed to be focused towards me than to their new stadium. I was too exhausted from the previous night to launch myself into another argument, so I left them to their business. If they needed me, they knew where I was. As I sorted through my mail that morning, I came across a notice from the military reminding me about my active service period coming up. It had totally slipped my mind after everything else this week. While I was less than thrilled to leave Steph fully to his own devices, I had It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, 
you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Had no choice. My only concern was whether to tell him of my extended absence or not. In the end, being as remote as I was, I felt I had to reluctantly rely on my closest neighbor to keep my property safe from squatters or burglars, at least for my own peace of mind. I approached Steph mid-conversation, overhearing snippets of extended and parking before they noticed me and then stopped. Steph was surprisingly receptive to my request, if not a little too excited at the prospect of having the area to himself for a few months. When I gently queried about what he was working on, he actually showed me the blueprints which detailed an extension of his stadium for an overflow parking lot. He used the party as a test for a normal operational day and rightly found that the facilities here were inadequate. When I questioned whether the extension was really necessary, he was firmly stuck on the idea despite what it would do to the landscape. Seemingly a city boy at heart, he had no interest in preserving the nature around us, waving off my protests with ease. Imagine my horror when I returned to find my front yard transformed into a grotesque square of grey tarmac. It looked like Steph fully took advantage of my absence and made a few not-so-little adjustments to the area around his new stadium, forgetting the need to ask me to use and transform my land. And with more cars came more litter, noise and disturbance to my calm, setting off my stress to new heights. I couldn't even block it off as now the empty stadium was fully operational, leaving me to build up my frustration until I could catch him at the end of the day. When I did manage to catch Steph, he was confused at my question. According to him, he bought all the land around the stadium that I claimed I owned and I was the person being unreasonable here. When I asked him to show me the deeds, he refused, telling me to take a hike. I don't know whether he believed his own BS, but he was certainly not losing any sleep over it either. Our confrontation left me furious, not only his brazen attitude thinking he could do whatever he wanted with my property, but also the fact that he had no remorse or guilt for his actions. I was only now coming to see Steph was a ruthless shark of a businessman and would happily burn any obstacles in his way. He left me no choice but to take further action. If he was not willing to negotiate terms peacefully, I would force his hand in court. After a few days of careful planning with my attorney, we were ready to act. I let him do the delivery to them so that I did not get into a heated debate or fight that would affect my claim. While I was told not to expect any immediate response, we did end up getting an invitation to discuss the lawsuit in a professional setting. Sadly, the closest or best they could do was the large staff room of the stadium. I was fully prepared to talk about this calmly and was ready to reach a settlement today if we got that far. 
What I was not prepared for was Steph and his attorney squad trying to scare me into rescinding my claim, belittling me and insulting the notion that I would challenge a company like this. This only made me more determined to see it through. Throughout the weeks of trials, Steph's silver-tongued attorneys controlled every step of the process, expertly navigating any obstacle like it was child's play. That was until his company's finances were put under the spotlight, an external auditor found some rather suspicious and rather large sums of money missing from his tax accounts which all pointed towards the stadium. In a desperate and greedy bid to avoid paying taxes, Steph shifted his finances into building the stadium. This ended his winning streak and the judge soon found him guilty. His charges were listed as tax evasion, harassment and spoiling a protected natural area with a maximum fine of $250,000 and loss of the deeds to the stadium lands. After much suffering from my neighbor, I was now free and alone again. I rejoiced and eagerly watched the destruction of the stadium when the government cleanup crew came to take it apart. Though that still left a question of what to do about the parking lot which was a little harder to excuse being a big grey square in the middle of nowhere. After telling my story to a few friends, one offered a surprisingly good idea to make the most of a bad situation. I opened the parking lot to the public so people from all over could come and enjoy the nature I see every day. And yeah, Ripe Stars, what would you have done if your neighbor decided to build a parking lot on your property while you are away? Honestly, even having the audacity of just thinking of doing something like this is just absolutely insane. These rich people are getting more and more entitled, it seems. Anyway, if you enjoyed the story, please don't forget to like the video and maybe even leave a comment because that would help me tremendously. And now the next one is another revenge story. My husband and I are students at a local community college. This semester has just so happened that our class schedules match perfectly so we are able to carpool. After class today we met up and began walking to our car in the second lot, we found excellent parking today and we went to cross the crosswalk. As the only car traveling through the lot was way at the other end having just turned in. We should have had plenty of time to cross but the car suddenly accelerated at an alarming rate halfway through the parking lot and barely came to a screeching halt before hitting me. We are talking inches people. My husband was understandably pissed off but at my insistence he decided not to confront the guy. Even though the guy was yelling out the window as though it was our fault that he nearly hit me. Instead the opportunity for petty revenge presented itself. Remember that excellent parking space we had? Well, it turns out that douchebag McAhole wanted it, so we took our sweet time. Instead of throwing our bags in the back seat, we gently placed them in the trunk of my car. My husband decided to do a once-around inspection to check for any tires with low air and scratch marks. Then I realized that I had dropped my headphones from my purse when we placed our bags in the trunk. Oops, they were in my purse the whole time. Silly me. Mr. McAhole was getting furious at this point, still yelling at us out of his window. New classes were starting soon and if he didn't get into his spot soon, he would be late and all of the other spots in the lot were being filled. When we were finally satisfied that everything was in order for us to leave, another car came from the other direction, hoping in vain to catch our spot. So my husband, who was driving, pulled slowly out of our spot in such a way that it blocked Mr. McAhole from entry, backing out at an odd angle towards him, allowing the sweet young girl in the other car to enter. 
almost strike a pedestrian and act like an entitled dill hole, well, lose a good parking spot and, hopefully, end up late for class. And honestly, guys, entitled people when it comes to parking just deserve the absolute worst. However, it is probably also one of the best avenues for getting petty revenge on someone in everyday life. Either way, let's read another revenge story. So this story is about a 50-something yo. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Old Barbara and her teenage daughter. They strut in around 4.45 p.m. We close at 5 p.m. They wanted passport photos done. We normally take two photos and then pick the best one and create the passport photo and put it through a passport checker with an approval number and send it off to the customer. It's literally a 10-minute process for digital, also 10 minutes for printed. The daughter asks to see her photo, so my colleague shows her and the girl cringes. Colleague takes another two photos. Same thing though, the teenager doesn't like them. I mean, that's what you look like, right? Not much will change if we keep taking photos. The colleague tells the pair, I won't take any more photos, we have enough here. So it's seven images in total. Mummy then says we are paying customers. If my daughter does not like the photo, you will take a new one. Lol, what the hell? Anyway, she spouted on about how she needs her passport photos sent through tonight, all the while berating and belittling my colleague because, you know, the customer is always right. Energy. I walked over and offered her a refund and that we are okay without her belittling behavior. Especially now that it is 4.52pm. She refused a refund and just wanted the photos and reiterated that she needed them this evening. My colleague with red eyes tells me it's okay and that she will do them as she was doing prints at the time anyway and digital imaging afterwards. Then it's 4.56pm and the colleague hands over the printed version and takes down mummy's details for the digital version to be sent through. The teenage daughter has been quiet. Anyway, they leave our shop. It's now 4.58pm and we decide to close our doors. Damn, are you not gonna be surprised when we don't send through the digital version tonight, all because you were rude? We stop work after 5pm, so thank you Barbara, you entitled twat. Thank you for ruining the last 15 minutes of our day. And the next one is an am I the a-hole story. So my fiancé, 29 male, and I, 28 female, have been looking into buying a house. We have been saving for this for years and have enough saved up to buy something small. Our city's housing market is pretty insane, so even with a good combined income, most things are out of our range. We don't need a lot of space and are not planning to have kids anytime soon, if ever, so small works just fine. However, as a wedding gift, his parents recently offered to buy us a nice 3-4 bedroom home in their neighborhood. It's a bit bigger than we needed and a little far from work, but it is an amazing home with a giant yard for our dogs. We were shocked and grateful and did not think that we could accept. His parents are quite wealthy, own about 7 to 8 investment properties of their own and have always really welcomed me as family, but it just felt like too much. They kept insisting the property was owned by an older friend that had lost his wife and was looking to downsize and did not want the hassle of putting it on the market. This way they could buy the home from with cash and he had given them a slight discount on it and help us get started in life. 
We eventually agreed on the condition that they accept all the money we saved for a down payment and that the remaining amount is an interest-free loan that we would pay back monthly. Honestly, everything seemed great until this weekend when they sprung on us their other condition. Namely, they also want us to agree to let my fiancé's younger sister live with us indefinitely. To be clear, I have no issue with his younger sister Claire. Claire, 26 female, and I have always gotten along really well, which I think is one of the reasons his parents like me so much. Claire has very high-functioning autism, Asperger's I believe, and has trouble reading social clues. She still lives at home and they have mentioned they worry about her ever being able to live independently. My fiancé and I love his sister, but she can be difficult to live with as she has trouble dealing with situations if she doesn't get her way. When we explained this would not work for us, it started a giant argument. First, they tried to offer it for free again, in other words, we don't pay them back for it. We said no. His parents ultimately said they would not help us buy the house unless we agreed, so we said we don't want the house then. Now they are calling us selfish for reusing a free house and putting their friend in a tough spot by pulling out last minute just because we don't want to share a giant house with his sister. It is pretty stressful and his sister is apparently upset too as she was looking forward to moving in with us. I can see how it seems a little entitled, especially when we don't need all that space and would have extra bedrooms. But are we really the a-holes here? And yeah, ripe stars, please let me know in the comments what you think about this. Do you think that OP is the a-hole for doing this or not? So a comment on Reddit said, Danger, danger, this is not about a house and it certainly is not about a gift. It's about your in-laws trying to force you into a lifelong major obligation. Your in-laws are trying to force you into being Claire's full-time caretakers for the rest of her life without even doing you the courtesy of discussing this with you first. It is just outrageous to try to slip in this sort of thing under the guise of giving you a gift. This is not a gift, they are shifting upon you a burden and it's one that you need to accept, seriously consider before deciding if you should accept it. If you don't want to be the live-in caretaker of a disabled adult for 50 plus years, this is the time to draw this line in the sand. You're not being selfish, the parents are being manipulative. So, not the a-hole for refusing the gift of being a lifelong live-in caretaker of a disabled relative. Comment number two, not the a-hole. Wow, they suck. I think they did something this insane because they thought you would be forced to say yes and are now pretty shocked that their scheming failed. The most important thing now, as long as both of you are on the same page, is to explain everything to the daughter. She is an innocent victim in all of this and I think you need to explain that it is not about her, it's about one, lying, and number two, huge life decisions. Don't take the house but make sure you keep hanging out with her. And yeah, ripe stars, to me it also seems like that the parents definitely don't have the best interest for this person in mind and I would definitely not take that free house. Also though, I have to say, I feel so bad about Claire. It's like she's being passed around like she is an object or something that no one wants. What a sad, sad situation and shame on the parents for being so manipulative. But either way, let me know in the comments what you think about this story. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.